0: My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. She got her, her hair did. She's all, she's all out of sorts because her, the, the headset's messing up her hair. She's the Duchess of the dork. She's actually pickle.
1: I looked like Bozo the Clown when we first came on. <laughs> I had to fix it. Bozo. That's me. Old, I, always wanted, old Bozo. I always
0: wanted to play like the grand prize game, which was just like throwing It was basically like beer pong. Yeah. Are you familiar with the grand prize game? No, but it I'm was definitely like the, familiar with beer pong. It was like the buckets <laughs> in a line. <laughs> and oh, like yeah, as yeah. It, Like you were throwing ping pong balls. And mm-hmm. like if you make it in the first one, which is like literally right, like they made it for like tiny children. Right. It's like if you drop it in, then it's like you win like, some very basic price but like at the end if you made that one like you win like a bike it's like down with that i watched a lot of bozo when i was a kid
1: um which you know anyway pretty telling yes uh sorry (laughs) it's all coming together now (laughs) uh
0: today is friday september 11th 2020 76 days till thanksgiving episode 1027 1027 the number of at bats for jeff hewson in his illustrious texas rangers career uh this is a player Uh, Kind of a a middle infielder for the Rangers there in the 90s. He is, this is true, one of seven players to ever come from the University of Wyoming. How about that? Uh, Including the other one. The other one that's probably most notable is former Astros manager Art Howe. There you go.
1: Trish Trish knew your child beer pong game thank She you. said she used to have it and they played it a lot thank
0: you thank you for your courage trish uh do we <laughs> first fourth through the door
1: we sure do it was meese alan Shepard, hector rios and william dyson welcome in fellas and good job waiting today welcome the rules were
0: followed welcome in folks um okay on today's show it's mailback friday we're gonna announce a mr texas football player of the week and then it is mailback friday we're answering your questions about high school football college football recruiting lifestyle romance and travel um and we want you to get your questions in on the comments and then i'll
1: did you see something shiny?
0: What's that? What is what? What's that? The thing I'm pointing to, on the screen. This is the magic of TF- oh. <laughs> What's that? That is the
1: uh, the oh, monk my line. <laughs> goodness.
0: Look at this. The TFT text. It's line. a new product for us. It's the TFT text line. If you want to text in your questions or you want to text in your comments. Uh, it's nine, seven, two, five, three, two, six, 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 five. You can text in your questions. You know, one thing we got, a, we got, a, I got an email from a listener who expressed a little bit of frustration that like, there's a lot of questions on like Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always say, Hey, save your questions for Fridays. Well, it's hard. It's not necessarily, you know, easy for them to come back on Friday and ask questions. Mm-hmm. This is a better way for us to keep track of questions. Yes. So if you've got a question anytime during the week, text it to the tft text line 972-532-6665 you can text that in it's 972-532-6665 or 972-532-monk if that's helpful or, or that my favorite one or you can text 972-5 damn okay <laughs> it's so good i love it 972 <laughs> 532 it's the new tft text line if you've got questions uh that you want in for Mailback friday you can add them on the facebook comments or you can Hit the TFT text line at 972-532-6665. But first, Miss Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas football in conjunction with the Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award to the most deserving player, high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday at noon, Texas Football.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com. Big voting output this week. Uh, Voting will close each each Friday at noon. I did remember to close it. With the winner being announced shortly thereafter. It is exactly shortly thereafter. And so, we can announce the winner. The Week 2. Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... Boom. Sanger athlete Talon Wellborn. Sanger athlete Talon Wellborn carried the ball 34 times for 250 yards and three touchdowns. He also had eight catches for 130 yards receiving. He also had two... Three two-point conversions. He had three tackles, a pass breakup, and he kicked a PAT. Sanger Athlete Talon Wellborn, your Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week for Week 2. Congratulations to all the nominees. Wichita Falls, Hershey defensive end Chris Murray. Belleville running back Richard Reese. Rosebud Lott wide receiver and defensive back Jordan Landrum. Electra quarterback and defensive back Jalen De- uh, Dixon. Leon wide receiver Tyson Cornette. Mineola running back Trevion Sneed. Argyle wide receiver Cole Kirkpatrick comfort athlete Oscar Falcon, and Junction running back and linebacker Colton House, but a very special congratulations to the Week 2, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Sanger athlete Talon Wellborn. Very well-deserved. Congratulations to him. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hey, before we get to that, do you have the graphic?
1: For- uh, I sure do. It's already queued up. OMG. I'm on my stuff today.
0: Wow, let <laughs> I, I I appreciate you holding back your uh, you wanting to, uh, to mm-hmm. swear. No problem. Hey friends, join us in celebrating a hundred years of UIL football Friday, September twenty fifth at ATNT Stadium in Arlington uh, for the uh, kickoff. Uh, The the big kickoff event for Texas Football Days for the UIL 100, a pair of games, 4.05 p.m. kickoff, Arlington Martin against Denton Ryan, 8.05 p.m. kickoff, Longview versus Temple. Uh, Tickets are on sale now. Visit SeatGeek.com to purchase. There's also a link on TexasFootball.com. Tickets will be good for both games. But one thing that is worth mentioning, please remember this. The ticket office will not be open on game day. You have to buy a ticket in advance. I want to be very clear about that. That's because of the COVID-19 restrictions. They, there will be no walk-ups. You cannot walk up and buy a ticket. So go to SeatGeek.com or TexasFootball.com uh, to get your ticket for the doubleheader Arlington Martin versus Denton Ryan, uh, Longview versus Temple. Uh, going on September 25th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And of course, the games will be broadcast on Fox Sports Southwest as part of the Texas Football Days promotion presented by our friends at Jack in the Box. Uh, that is the UIL 100 celebration. Make sure you check that out. Also, one other thing, I don't think you have a graphic for this, but I want to tell you about the Whataburger Super Team. TexasFootball.com, uh, you can go and you can nominate for the Whataburger Super Team. Uh, we are uh, partners with them. Let me pull up my talking points so that I can give them a clean clip. <laughs> Let me make sure I do this. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger have teamed up uh, again to uh Honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. Texas high school football fans across the state can nominate their favorite high school football player at TexasFootball.com for the Whataburger Super Team. They will then be put onto a ballot. We'll narrow it down to 300 players for the 300 player ballot. We will there then leave voting up to you, and you'll be able to vote for the 40 members of the Whataburger Super Team. That's the Whataburger Super Team. Go to TexasFootball.com in order to vote for that and to nominate. Your favorite player for the Whataburger Super Team here in the year 2020. All right, pickle. Once again, it's Mailback Friday. We're answering your questions about high school football, college football recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, um, pickles hair, um, all that fun stuff. (laughs) We're not talking about hair. If you have if you have questions, you can answer you can you can ask them either on Facebook, Facebook Facebook.com/ Campbell's in the comments, or you can text us 972-532-6665. that's nine seven two five damn okay <laughs> um, So I'd
1: love that. So oh.
0: um, you can you can text us your questions high school football college football recruiting lifestyle romance etc. Um, last night there was not a huge slate of Thursday action across the college football the, the no well it was one college football game. It was a crazy night of sports though yeah uh, baseball, NBA, WNBA. NFL, NHL. college football, NHL, MLS,
1: mm-hmm.
0: plus I think there was, like, a NASCAR thing going on. It might have been, like, qualifying. NASCAR. It might have been, like, qualifying. But there was a NASCAR thing going on. And then, like, if you're into tennis, like, the U.S. Open was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, a wild night of sports. And it's just because, like, you know, everything got delayed and now we're, you know, but some things didn't. That's my thing. But anyway, I watch, I watch most of the Chiefs and our coverboy, uh, Pat Mahomes, just... Just put the take the knife to the to the Texans. My goodness, he's too. super good. I don't. I don't uh, look. I know their that, running
1: back was phenomenal last yeah, night too.
0: Clyde. Uh. Uh. Clyde edwards he on was, there. He He's was gonna be so a problem. good. Oh yeah. Uh. Let me just look. I know I'm a professional sports analyst, and you guys know I don't like to do the hot takes. You guys know I like to kind of keep things simmer. I'm no Skip Bayless because I'm not a moron. What an idiot. But <clears throat> what I will say is this: I think. Pat Mahomes is good at football. There you go. You heard it here first. Not a lot of people. Have hot
1: the, take it, alert. Not a lot of
0: people have the courage to say Ooh, that.
1: that's what we need.
0: Not a lot of people have the courage to say that. I do.
1: We need a hot take bump. We do. Boo boo boo. Hot take.
0: On <laughs> <All laughs> to questions. Pickle. Has anybody hit the text line? Has yes. anybody had the, uh, the in the comments? Yes. If by yes the way, one yes. thing is, if you want us to tell say your name. Make sure you, like, sign your text messages. Like, we don't know what your phone yeah,
1: number is. Yeah, I don't is. want to read your phone numbers out loud no, like that.
0: No, no. <laughs> te- oh, let's just assume that, that if you if you text on the text line, it will be unnamed, and if you are on Facebook, it will be named. So there you go.
1: Perfect. All right, our first ever question coming in on the Damn Okay line is, uh, what's up with no pick on the Brownwood-China Spring game?
0: What do you mean, what's up with no pick on the ch- Brownwood-China Spring I
1: don't game? think you picked Brownwood or China sure. Springs yesterday. Um. <laughs>
0: I, you know, I think it's a good game. I think it's really interesting. Um, you've got a China Spring team that I think is really under the radar. Um, Emmanuel Abdallah, we've, we've we've gone on and on about gushing about how good he is. You know, going up against Brownwood, who I thought was really impressive in a bounce-back win last week. Um, Brownwood probably, um, I would say that they are, I don't know how to put this. Um, I think China Spring uh, is, is lurking. Uh, a team that I think is, is is under the radar a little bit. I think the Cougars are, are really good. If they can get this win, I think they'll be firmly on, on the statewide radar. Um, you know, Brownwood is a squad that I would say is is once again kind of right outside the, the, the cusp of, like, contention. Both these teams, I think, are, 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 are firm members of, like, that second tier. If they go out there and, and put out a big of big performance, I think they've got a great shot to kind of leapfrog up to there. This is 4A Division 2 against 4A Division 1. This is actually what's rather interesting, I just noticed. This is number 11 versus number 11 in our computer rankings. Uh, the computer likes uh, Brownwood by 6. I think a lot of that is just being the bigger school. Um, I'm interested. Uh, one thing I'm really interested in is can the Brownwood defense kind of uh, bow up against what's been a really, really strong China Spring mm-hmm. running attack. You know, Brownwood in their opener uh, got gashed a little bit. Um, they, it figure, By the way, Brownwood figures to be, I believe, without Sammy Burnett again. Sammy Burnett, their head coach, uh, is uh, is in a 14-day quarantine because he had exposure to, to COVID-19. Um, so I believe David Jones, their assistant, is going to be coaching again tonight. Interesting matchup. I lean a little bit towards Brownwood. This game is um, where is this game? It's at Brownwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, so. I'll give I'll give Brownwood the edge. I like Brownwood a little bit, but but I think it's a tight game. I think it's a one-score game. Uh, a, a really really interesting matchup that I think could do a lot to kind of sort out that second tier uh, of four A teams that, that the teams that are that are right on the cusp of contention. So yeah, there you go.
1: This one coming in from Cham Hall on the text line. He said, if Rankin loses to Borden County and O'Donnell beats Sterling <laughs> City, how much would that rock the uh, six man Division One rankings?
0: So six A Division One is already just like a, a mess. Um, and I think a lot of it is because there's a couple of teams that we didn't necessarily see coming. Um, for, you know, chief among them is, is O'Donnell. It's a team that, that I think has been, has, has been really strong, really strong at the top. You know, Westbrook is a team that I think is, has really vaulted itself in a, in a contention. Um, look, if, if Borden County beats Rankin tonight, that would be, I still think Borden County's pretty good. Obviously they lost last week to West, the aforementioned Westbrook, mm-hmm. but um, I would say that for me, you know, uh, the Borden County is still a good team. So if Rankin were to lose to them, that wouldn't necessarily go crazy. Um, Sterling City losing to O'Donnell is, is, is certainly in the, in the realm of possibility. I was mm-hmm. talking with Granger Huntress, um, the other day. He was talking about how O'Donnell, like they figured it out, like something's clicking for them. Uh, I believe coach Baeza is our coach of the week this week. And th- and if they go and they get another scalp and they beat, the, uh, and they beat Sterling City, then like. Watch out, because then you know you're talking about a a a an O'Donnell team that's in three and O and brimming with confidence. There is one team that I think you're forgetting though in one A Division one, and that is another undefeated team, uh, which is Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. That's our number two team. They're off this week. If Rankin were to lose, I think Jonesboro is an easy slot up into number one. Yes. Uh, but things could really shake up. It, it kind of depends on how the game looks, what it what happens. You know, Granger Huntress uh, helps us with the one a rankings. He's pretty thorough about that kind of stuff. So I would say, yeah. And then, by the way, there's there's other teams that are undefeated right now. You know, um, Union Hills undefeated. They were off last week. They'll play Coolidge this week. Um, I would also say that you know. Lakey and Bo- Lakey and Happy are kind of lurking at the bottom of the ranking. So yeah, look, Six Man's gone nuts. Six Man's wild in the early going, mm-hmm. and so I would say that that one A Division one could certainly get an up, could, could certainly get a uh, a facelift. But again, Borden County and Rankin. I would say that it it would not be a surprise either way. Those and are two quality teams.
1: A big cool thing on that one is that game will actually we'll have a reporter out there
0: we will. this week. We have a report who's gonna be out there?
1: Uh I think it's Lauren.
0: I think Lauren Blackwell is gonna be yeah. out there. Out there in six man country. It'll be so fun. jealous. That's yeah, awesome. So <laughs> what's next? Ashley.
1: Uh, real fast, gotta give a shout is that out in
0: Gale. Where is that game? Where's the ranking game? Yes, it's in Gale. It's in Gale. Okay.
1: Um, Todd Gleaton was the one that came with the first text ever. So mark that down Shout in the out TFT 972 history
0: 972 monk or nine seven two five 5 okay <laughs> Um, yeah.
1: All right. We will go over here to Facebook for a minute. Um, and Brian Tenner asking, does La Vega have enough offense when, in, with an inexperienced backup mm. quarterback to beat a healthy Corpus Christi Cal Allen team step chimed in on this one, um, and said La Vega is run heavy. Um, they don't throw a ton, so losing their quarterback won't hurt them as bad as it would with other yeah. teams. Yeah,
0: this is not this is not uh, Argyle losing C.J. Rogers. Yeah, or right. This is not um, you know Eastland losing Baron Morton. Where if they don't have that guy, then suddenly like Aaron Rawls is a very solid quarterback, but I don't think necessarily uh, that the gap between him and the backup is necessarily all that huge. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, they just don't ask him to do a ton. They don't ask him to throw a ton. You know, that said, I think that it's, a, you know, you're dealing with a situation where you're going to have uh, one of the best coaches in Texas high school football history now, dealing, now going up against a wounded and what you figure to be relatively one dimensional team. Um, and so they're going to load up the box and they're going to dare this backup quarterback to, to beat them. Uh, furthermore, that, you know, the, the, the La Vega offense, even with Era Rawls, had been scuffling. You know, it had kind of been riding the struggle bus a little bit through the first two weeks. Uh, they've got a they've got a, a great one two punch of running backs from Jesse Major Sterling and and um, Walton. But what I want to see is that offense really get into gear and kind of click click in against a Calallen team that kind of prides itself on stopping the stopping the run. You know, generally speaking, if you go look at when they've been beaten defensively this year it's been through the air it's been with with great quarterback play Lucas Coley and then Cole Andrews um i would say that's the big question is mm-hmm. can they get going. The other side of the, the other side is a heavyweight matchup. The other side is fantastic uh, with the, the running game of Cal Allen, Jeremiah Earls going up against that outstanding linebacker core in, in defense of, of La Vega. That's fascinating. I'm super interested in that. The other side may have a little bit more to do with, with how the game actually shakes out. And yeah, it's, it's a huge undertaking for La Vega to, to go and they got to get something going offensively. And...
1: and I think you got a real good visual of that last week in the second half of that Cal Allen game mm-hmm. when they really just started taking mm-hmm. it over. Like, you well, can out like they're getting back on their well, roll.
0: And Cal Allen, Cal Allen's offense is the kind that they wear you down. And in the first half, they're three and four yard gains. And in the second half, they're six and eight yard gains. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's the way that they've always rolled. They tend they want to beat you late, and that's a big reason why we're optimistic. Not to get too granular and spend too much time on this topic, but one of the reasons we're optimistic about Cal Allen is because of the drop down. When they were a small, small teeny tiny five a right, they couldn't outlast teams because mm-hmm. those teams have depth. in the end will have the depth. Now they're the big fish in the small pond, and they they're gonna have an opportunity with a lot of teams to just outlast them into the in in the fourth quarter and just have better depth. so that's something um that that we're pretty bullish on anyway there's that.
1: Um, another question coming in from Adam. He said, have you guys been watching Chapel Hill in Tyler, Texas? Mm-hmm. Their quarterback, Cameron Ford, is pretty darn good. And I remember you saying maybe mm-hmm. just earlier this week how impressive they have been so far.
0: Their offense has been nuts. And, and Cameron Ford's a big the reason The stats why. are through um, the roof. Cameron Ford, he is, I want to say he's a transfer in from somewhere. I don't have that right in front of me. Uh, but Cameron Ford, uh, yeah, he was at John Tyler. He transferred in, mm-hmm. and um, he's been great. He's been really good, and their offense has been lighting fools up yeah. this all this year. It has been really impressive. They are – Let me. I think I've got the number here somewhere. One of these spreadsheets I have open. God bless. I didn't want to click on that, you dumb-dumb. Um, they are averaging – I mean, yeah, they've scored 103 points in the two games. Mm-hmm. Like they're averaging more than 50 points a game. Uh, Cameron Ford's been great. Uh, you know, we figured – We figured that they would take a step in Jeff Reardon's second second year there Mm -hmm. at Chapel Hill. And he's, of course, an offensive kind of guru. That offense is really hummed. Um, And here's the other thing I'll say about Chapel Hill. I I firmly believe this. I think they're a year away. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is the best that they're going to be. I think that they are. I think there's another step. Well, because Ford's
1: a junior, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, This whole team is loaded with juniors and sophomores. It's a really young team. Uh, Now, I don't want to go crazy about Chapel Hill. I think they got an interesting test this week against Terrell. Mm -hmm. I think Terrell's another team kind of on the up and up. Uh, You know They've beaten Splendora and Kaufman. Those are teams that are 0-4 combined. I don't want to go crazy. And there are bigger tests down the road, including uh, Lindale, including Kilgore, including Henderson. They get center next week, which is a super Super. tantalizing matchup. Um, There are bigger tests down the road. But the early returns on Chapel Hill have been really, really positive, and I think that there's a lot to like about this about this team, especially on the offensive side. It's kind of looking more like we expect when Jeff Reardon took over that squad. So, All right, what's next, Ashley? This is not—by the way, this is this is cold brew. I mm, should be clear.
1: Yeah, sure it is. Um, Tune into Fox tonight. <laughs> we'll be doing great. It's
0: going to
1: be good. Okay. <laughs> uh, Keith is asking, he said, thoughts on undefeated Wimberley going up against yeah. Lampasas with, as we like to say, the Ace Whitehead show.
0: The Ace Whitehead experience. Um, so good. <laughs> we will have, I believe Katie Ingleson will be in this game. Yes, she Because we told her to go to Storms.
1: Yes. Um, and that's the biggest piece of information you needed to get out of this. Most <laughs> importantly,
0: yeah. I have nothing else to say about the game. Now, no, that's
1: um, it. <laughs> go to Storms.
0: <laughs> this game is, is, um, is, I think, a real litmus test for Wimberley. Mm-hmm and i don't even necessarily mean that i want i need them to go in there and beat passes because i think that lampases passes look they're they're the number 3 team in our 4a division 1 rankings they are the uh bu, 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 bu. they're number 2 i think in our computer rankings computer loves them mm-hmm. um and 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 they are they're a legitimate con- state title contender in a team in a division above wimberly um that, you know, and they're at home, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of things going in, in, in Lampass's favor. What I want to see for Wimberley is I want to see that offense click in. Mm-hmm. because and, and I think we got spoiled last year with Wimberley because the last time we saw them was in like the quarterfinal and the semifinal and the title game. Yes. And at that point, that was maybe the best offense in the state. Like that was maybe the most dangerous. It was, it was crazy. You could and what the they
1: size. They had good size. They
0: were awesome. That offense was humming. And and I think that what you saw, I think that if you're looking at that, you're saying as that's the measuring stick. They have fallen short of that in the first couple of weeks. They mm-hmm. squeaked by Canyon Lake, um, in in the opener, and then they go and they beat Cuero, uh, who's a little bit in a bad way mm-hmm. last week. Um... I want to see that offense click in and really get going again. Um, now, I do think the defense is looking solid, and I think they got a great shot to, to kind of contain land passes. But I need to see most... Imp- I'm going to be really interested in the details of this game as opposed to the final score. Because I want to see, is Wimberly ready to get back to that level? Now, and again, it... it- I'm talking about both sides of my mouth here because one of the things I will say is that, remember, we were talking about what their offense looked like in their 14th, 15th, and 16th games of the year. We were talking about what their offense looked like, you know, 15, 16, and 17 weeks after the season started. We're in week three. And so I don't necessarily need to see the offense start lighting it up and put up fifty, put up a fifty burger on line passes. Right. What I need to see is a little bit of improvement and see that offense start to move forward. Well, That's my big question.
1: And I think a big thing on that side of it too is if that offense does start humming in this game, then the big eyes for me are going to be on the both defenses of not making mistakes. Yep. Like they've got to stay, they've got to get the, them off the field and not have those mistakes, or else this is going to be. I what what I would imagine a very pointy. real high scoring game. Could be
0: real real pointsy. All right. What is next?
1: Coming in from Wesley, what are your thoughts on the Tatum Eagles beating a respectable 4A yes. and then a top ranked 3A back to back weeks? Yes. Talk no, about they've been humming too. No,
0: Tatum Tatum's a, a, They're turning heads. A, Tatum's a team that I think I don't know if we underrated them in the in the in the in the preseason. Um but they are a team that certainly in the early going has looked great. Um, they beat they beat center in a wild one, like 63-62. Just a crazy game in week one. And then they go on the road and beat Dangerfield in a totally different manner, like defensively. Now, here's the big test for Tatum, okay? Here's the big test. They don't play again until the 25th. Mm-hmm. They've built they have a double buy. They will play one game in the next month. Okay? They will play one game in the next month. Buy buy at Gladewater for Ooh. deep for uh, for the district opener. Goodness. And then a buy before they get into five straight including by the way Atlanta Jefferson who I think is on the rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, New Boston Sabine who's 2 and 0. I've been impressed. And what, what impresses me most is that they've won in different ways. Mm-hmm. They haven't been a team that's gone out there and be like, we're just going to have to outgun you. Like, no, you know what? They beat Dangerfield with defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they out-slugged center. Uh, this, is, this is a team that to keep your eye on. Uh, right now, the computer rankings have them number 17. That feels about right. That feels like a team that, that you know, uh, I think the, one, of the, one of the perils they're going to run into is that they're in an extremely difficult region. Uh, they're in region two. I am. I'm bullish, though. I've really liked what I've seen from Tatum. I think that they've they've turned a corner, and that they're they're going to be a team that you're going to have to keep an eye on the rest of the way. Um, I'm very I'm very bullish on 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 the Eagles. I think Mike Garland calls their games. Shout out Mike Garland. You know, <laughs> sorry, that's. I told you I do a show for one, and the one is me. Me.
1: <laughs> I am. Um. All right. Let's go with an, another good matchup. Uh, Zach Bird bringing up a good point. What do you think about Springtown versus Waco Connolly tonight? Yeah. Which. Uh, they're looking for a bounce back. Both you know. of
0: them, yeah. Well, kind of. So, so Ish. Springtown got their bounce back <laughs> last week. Springtown, um, and they were kind of on the they were on the the, the wrong end of uh, of an upset in week one when they lost to Glenrose. Uh, but Glenrose, by the way, now three and zero. They beat mm-hmm. uh, Fort Stockton last night. Yes. Um, like bad. Yeah. Glenrose, uh, they they did that. Then they had a really nice bounce back win last week over Graham, going up against Wake O'Connelly who's now looking for their own bounce back. They Mm -hmm. lose to La Vega, and again, you know, there's no shame in that. No. Um, One thing I will say is I think this does, like, this is one of those games that from a weapons perspective, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because Springtown does have some of the, you know, some outstanding uh, playmakers. um, But I think that Springtown, just based on what we've seen so far, you know, they they do have Camden Chesney, but I think they want to keep this score low, mm-hmm. because if you're talking about a team that's going to have the speed advantage, if you're talking about a team that's going to have like the 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 guys that are going to get out and run, it's going to be Connolly, oh, with on Gaither and with Trey Wisner, mm-hmm. Wisner, Wisner. I, I think, think it's
1: Wisner. I think it's
0: Wisner. Uh, Trey Wisner. Like they're going to have the faster guys. I think they want to have. I think they want to keep the the score low. If they keep the score low, keep this game in the in the, the low twenties. That's where they want to. That's where they want to win. I don't think they want to get into a track meet with Connolly. Um, really fascinating game. I want to see if Connolly can bounce back. Um, and and yeah, for Springtown, this is you know that by the way, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, next week they're at Godley, who's got a big game tonight against uh, Grandview. And they close out non-district with Midlothian Heritage. Now, part of that is that I think they are – I think uh, Coach Hewlett intentionally scheduled this difficult because I think they're going to be favored in every one of their district games. Maybe save Decatur, which at this point I would probably classify as like a pick 'em, Right. But like they're going to be favored in the rest of those games. rule, well, I think he w- he wants to take a punch. And certainly taking a punch, you know, going to Connolly tonight. That's that's a really interesting under the radar game.
1: Lots of conversation going on about the Dave Campbell's featured game of the week, Uh, Hamlin at Albany.
0: I don't know. Do you want me to
1: take over on that one?
0: Here, here, I'm going to take a break.
1: That one's going to be a shootout, and like I think the biggest stat, like this is crazy. Hamlin has outscored their opponents 69 to six. Nice, and then. Albany has outscored their opponents a 111 and 27. Like they're they're both again. We've talked about it all day of teams humming and stuff. But I think I think Hamlin's got this one. They've got mm. the experience, really. Yeah, the the level of experience that they have is just absurd. And yes, they lost sure. a couple of key players, but. The guys that are still there, that are seniors, most all of them have been three or four year starters. They, and didn't,
0: I, lo- they didn't lose Braden Warner. No, right? they didn't, and lose he's Ethan the Byerly. best.
1: He's those are the best two players yeah. on the field. Uh-huh. You can't. It's going to be difficult to um, beat them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me play devil's advocate here. It's mm-hmm. on the road mm-hmm. for Hamlin. Hamlin's going. going to be at home. Um, and I would make the argument now. You know, I think there's. It's 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 hard to say, but. I think, you know, depending on what you think of Hawley, Hawley was a team is is a team that, you know, Hamlin r- beat them really impressively last week. Mm-hmm. Uh but their wins are over um their wins are over uh,
1: Stanford and Yeah,
0: let's let yeah, their wins are over Stanford and Hawley. Uh they they imp- they, they won impressively both times, mm-hmm. right? I would make the argument that this is at least the best and most versatile offense that they have faced. Yes. And and Albany is a team that I think they're going to come in with a really interesting game plan uh, to to kind of get this defense off um, off kilter. Um, Jaheim Newton is a stud. I think that offensive line for for Albany could be a difference maker in this one. But then again, at the same time, Hamlin faced a really good offensive line last week against Hawley and, yeah. and, and matched up really well. So I, I think it it's was... I, I I think it's a coin flip game. Yeah, really and truly.
1: I thought it was interesting too because. Typically, yeah, like you said, Jaheim is such a good player. But coach said that they've been throwing the ball unbelievably mm. well, like surprisingly well, um, for what with a quarterback that this is his first varsity season. So yeah. it's, I think it's going to be a lot of in the air action tonight. Yeah.
0: Computer has uh, Hamlin by twelve. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know. I, don't I think even...
1: twelve might be a, a little. A little, a little high, rich, a little rich, but I could see him. I, I think that they're going to win, but I, I don't all, think... I think
0: I don't know. I, I don't remember what I picked in my in my picks, but uh, I think it's a coin flip game. I think it's really hard to call. Right. So, what's next, Ashley?
1: Um, uh, by
0: the way, we have a hard out at twelve forty-five because she's because. Speak of Albany, she I gotta, gotta get, get over there. She got on the road, <laughs> so we got a hard out in about twelve minutes.
1: Um, thoughts on the Bernie Greyhound strong? Yes. Start and they're playing. Burn it tonight.
0: Uh, burn it, darn it. Um, burn
1: it, darn it, learn it.
0: Um, <laughs> I am really, I want to underline this again, really impressed with Bernie so far. Really impressed. Um, That they, I think that for all we're going to talk, for all the, the, the ink that gets spilled about their offense, and there's, you know, look, their offense has been great. You know, they're averaging 40 points a game, blah, blah, blah. I think their defense has been excellent. Excellent, holding down two relatively high-powered offenses in Beaville Jones and 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 Splendora. I think that they're favored tonight against another kind of relative, kind of I guess surprising two and zero that win over Gonzalez last week was for Burnett big, was, was impressive. Yeah, um, I am. I am. I. I. I think this game is another under the radar type matchup. Um, I really also like. The um, I think this is an underrated coaching matchup too. Uh, two mm-hmm. two really really like coaches I I think are rising stars and Jared Rye for Burnet and uh, and che Hendricks for for Bernie. I think this game is close. I lean towards Bernie, um, but this is a this is a fascinating early season matchup and a, like a, a nice litmus test. I think especially for Burnet to measure themselves. Up against a team that I think is 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 kind of quickly rising. Right. Um, I I lean towards Bernie in this one, but this game's going to be fun. I, I I'm I think this is an underrated game.
1: Um, let's go to Southeast Texas. What are your thoughts on Woodville versus Corrigan?
0: Oh, this is I think the first time I've thought about this game. I'm being <laughs> entirely honest, I don't know how to lie to you guys. Uh, okay. Let me read up on this. Well, oh, while you're doing no, that, hold on, I got it. Oh, I got it,
1: Aaron Flynn. So Woodville, I will say thing.
0: this. I will say this about Woodville. Last week, they put the boots to Carn City, mm-hmm. and I think that is more impressive than people maybe give them credit for. I know Carn City's zero two now, but I think that that's more impressive than than people give. The, I think I think Carn City is is a decent zero two team, if that makes sense. Um, Cork and Camden. In a bad way. They've been outscored. A, this is why I haven't looked at this game. God bless Coach Ratliff. Love him, but they've been outscored one hundred and two to seven this year. Yikes! Um, the computer has Woodville as a twenty-nine point favorite. Um, yeah, I like Woodville in this game. Uh, you know. We knew that Corgan Camden was going to be a young squad, and I think that they are probably feeling – i I'll be entirely honest. I haven't d- dug into their box scores or anything like that. My guess is that there's, you're seeing a lot of teams the, – the types of teams that, that – the types of things that young teams do, which is kind of put the ball on the ground and just miss tackles, things like that. Uh, Woodville was always going to be a more battle-ready, polished team from the start. At the, at the start – that seems like it's going to hold here I will take Woodville over Cork and Camden I apologize for not paying attention to this game but in my defense yeah. there's 333 games this week. yep <laughs> yeah. uh let's go uh
1: Tony Venegas Andrews versus Midland Greenwood
0: yeah uh, uh another team you know look, we've mentioned Andrews uh oh, I'm sorry uh Midland Greenwood in this game in this um in this podcast before
1: yes that is a I
0: don't think we have talked a ton about what Coach Mason is doing out there at Andrews. They, um, they've they looked good through their first two games. And the offense has really taken off. Um, and, and that was kind of a, a thing that we, we thought could happen. Um, this is a team that, if I remember correctly... Let me make sure I pull up their information before I start talking on my butt. Um, yeah. We knew that they were going to – we thought that they were going to have some some offensive weaponry that was going to make them um, a little bit uh, – pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquise Lawrence is probably their best overall player, uh, you know, 17 receiving touchdowns last year. Uh, that offense has looks really, really solid right now. Going up against Greenwood, who is 1-1, one one, but that loss was at Brownwood last week. Um, and I still – I still – I don't know. It's hard to read them – right now because I think you have conflicting data points mm-hmm. for Greenwood their opener I I came away super impressed that they were able to hold down Lubbock Estacado uh to 12 points well then Lubbock Estacado goes and they only put up 13 against Dumas and it's like well okay well now Dumas is a good team we like Dumas a lot but I was like okay well maybe maybe that maybe we're overrating that because then they go on the road and they give 35 to Brownwood and Brownwood you know it's a team that you know, that can score a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't have a great feel for Greenwood yet. No. Um I think they that, that's another example of a team that's relatively young that I think is figuring it out on the fly. Uh I will lean this game's in Midland. I will lean towards Greenwood
1: in this one. It's definitely a coin flip.
0: But I think it's a I think it's a coin flip type game. Yeah. Uh this is I will say this. This is very clearly the biggest test for Andrews yet. Mm-hmm. They played Level Land, shout out Matt Wilson. And they played <laughs> Monahans, who's in a bit of a bad way right now. This is their this is a significant step up in competition for Anders. I think Greenwood has a little bit more battle hardy right now. I think that I will go with Greenwood.
1: You wanna go two more here? Two Anders? Yeah, sure. Give the boss. <laughs> All right. Uh Joseph asked, what's your favorite pregame meal?
0: Uh. For me? Personally. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Well, he just said what are y'all's, but yes.
0: What was yours? Whenever you, you were, whenever you were the athlete, you're the athlete here.
1: What oh, for okay. I was thinking about like when I was going to go report it. Oh, was, when you <laughs> go report.
0: So, so for you, you.
1: My pregame meal when I was an athlete was Subway. We had a Subway in Lano that was always it was good. We could get in there like so, quick and fast. It, but it's here's
0: here's the thing. Filling, you, but not. You have a you have a significant advantage over me because you're on the road on Fridays. I'm yes. Tra- I'm chained to a desk at Fox Sports Southwest. Mm-hmm. so my pregame meal is usually like I'll eat a big lunch mm-hmm. and then I'll have like a protein bar yeah like I'm lame I'm real lame uh, as far as that's concerned my my pregame meal is a lot of coffee my pregame meal is a five hour energy
1: yeah that when I'm on the road like it's one of the since I'm if I wasn't doing the show it might be different but the fact like I'm doing the show yeah. and then I'm going straight to my games I usually just swing and well, pick something let up let
0: me ask you an important question yeah What's your pregame meal tonight?
1: I don't know. I would love to go to Mary's. Are you not going to go to Mary's? I'm not going to have enough time. My game's a 7 not game. Not with that not attitude. 7.30. What? You can show up at like 7.29. It's fine. That is not how that works, sir. There are pregame things to be done. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Yeah, you got to do it. the first. This is, by the way, okay, I, d- I want everybody to tune in to the first – Opening minutes of high school – oh, I'm sorry. Well, that too. But uh, football <laughs> Friday tonight at 8 o'clock because I think my favorite thing that happens, mm-hmm. and this is just me being like a guy who's not from te- the television world who's just like thrown into it. Yeah. Is that we we do a, we do a oh, God, the reporter with box all, with all the reports. <laughs> like we have a reporter here and here. And so we show them all on one screen, and all of them are sitting there holding their microphone, and they're just like –
1: the first the first week. And, then,
0: and, and and
1: how long do you have to do that? 30 seconds. We count to 30. I'm standing there looking into a camera. Smile. It was funny because I was around a guy that I knew from college the other week while he's also a reporter. And I was like, oh, hang on. I got to go do something real fast. And so I get up and I, I'm standing there and I'm doing the the box. And he's like, did you even say anything? And I was like, no. I am a floating head.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> the my first favorite week I was thing. facing
1: the sun and I had a tear coming down my face as it was going. <laughs> I just I just love football, football so much.
0: Oh, <laughs> Alright, what's our ender?
1: Alright, our ender was from Jacob John early on. He said if you could get rid of one generic he said nickname, but mascot. Mm. For example, tigers, eagles, wildcats, what would it be? And then Mm-mm. what animal needs to be in that nickname? Mm-mm.
0: Okay, I'll take the second part because I'm not gonna answer that first. Okay. One. So I'm not gonna, I will say this. What what whenever I see a new school and I've been very firm about this, mm-hmm. I have my convictions on this, which is whenever I see new schools opening, I always want them to get weird. Like I don't want them we have enough eagles, we have enough wildcats, we have enough bulldogs, we have enough tigers. Right. right? We have enough of those. We need to go different here there are a few i've i've long said that i think and and this is in my top 10 mascots i've long thought that there's not enough foxes and Mm -hmm. foxes are really like sly and like it's a good mascot yeah i would like to see um some mascots named after um
1: he gave me three his top three it was otters sea lions and turkey buzzards
0: yeah turkey buzzards
1: I always wanted to be the Rh- Lano llamas.
0: Right, Rhino- mm. as you
1: could go spit them. God,
0: God gave you a beautiful gift there in Lano <laughs> with the double L, and you're just being like, we'll be the jackets instead.
1: Yeah, the orange yellow jackets. Um, <laughs> hey,
0: they're orange because they're angry when they're. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I I there's no rhinoceroses. Although Ooh. I think I think a big problem with that is that there is that it's really hard to spell. Like just hip, call the rhinos. Like for example, you'll notice that. Hutto is not the hippopotamuses.
1: Yeah, they're just the hippos. They're the hippos. So you could do the rhinos. You could do the
0: rhinos. I think that would be an, an underrated How thing.
1: How do we have unicorns but we don't have rhinos?
0: Well, because unicorns are majestic and beautiful. But rhinos well, are strong try. and intimidating. Let's not, let's not go down this road where we crap on the unicorns just to make a case for the rhinos. Okay,
1: okay. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, I do like the unicorns. Saying.
0: Um, that Yeah, I, I think I think that's – I also think – look. I think Lano needs to change the name of the pickles.
1: Oh, No. No, that that wouldn't Did, be good. Have, have
0: I ever mentioned my? Uh, and then we'll we'll end it. Have <laughs> I ever mentioned? Um, at least not to you, maybe, but I'm sure I mentioned on the show. Uh, my wife's high school, high school mascot. No. So she went to a private school in St. Louis. Yes. Um, and go go to Eric's Hall, and she went there. And there, it's an all-girls private school, but they played basketball and volleyball and stuff like that. Okay. They were the markers the because the idea is like we leave our hallmark of success everywhere we go or something like that. It's like some really lame thing. Uh, Sorry. I know I've sent you checks. Just take the checks. (laughs) Um, My, (laughs) but the best thing about them is that they have like a giant Crayola marker. As their mascot oh. that runs around, it's pretty great.
1: Okay, I like I like the mascot itself being a marker. Yeah, the, but explanation the, kinda... the explanation is kind of the explanation is that's that's cringeworthy. I
0: know it's just, mm. it, Yikes. It, I know. Yeah, the explanation is <laughs> bad. Everything about it's great except for except for that. So yeah, I would say I would say that that we need more inanimate objects. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. I can, I can I can more get inanimate that. objects.
0: That's what I need. Okay. Um, like let's go with like the um, I don't know like the blades be awesome
1: that's kind of aggressive i feel like i don't know (laughs) or the you could never be the crayon like markers works but not the crayons because everyone says that differently crayons yeah they say crowns or crayons or i I don't know um
0: okay that's (laughs) That's enough of our nonsense um yeah i'm trying (laughs) to think of any other i'm definitely going to think of some other ones that like me oh it's a sin that taylor's the only ducks yeah it's a sin yeah we need more ducks
1: i Oh, I am totally behind that movement. Big.
0: I mean, but now, now shout out to like Baytown Lee. They're the ganders. Like shout out to yeah, them. There are but a like, lot again, of birds. We, we need more. We need more. We need more birds that I can feed.
1: More aquatic
0: birds. More aquatic birds. That's the official stance of Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas <laughs> football. football. More aquatic birds. Bird. <laughs> it's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Campbell's And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your Player of the Year trophy. Watch Fox Sports Southwest tonight, or else we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.